0: Hey there everyone, uh, Ronan here again, welcome to another episode. Once again, getting great feedback and I must admit, uh, good numbers actually from uh, last week's one about the January blues, because I just simply didn't push it as much as I normally intend to, but thanks for the shares and feedback and all that. So um, this week's one is a just another brief conversation, well, brief for me. About forty minutes um with Keelan Sherlock, who is part of the organizing team He's it's he's, he's kinda half of it uh for this year's edition anyway of quarter block party, which starts on Thursday runs till Sunday there's loads on we pretty thoroughly talk through the entire program um but the best thing is just uh listen in uh and then go to their their go to their socials. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram—they're all updated with all things. It's not much to update, really. Um, There's a great deal with buying um, tickets, uh, group tick, or multiple tickets, and uh, I'd really recommend that because it directly supports them and gives them that direct help. That it's just very supportive of them. I realize I've said a few things. Uh, That's repetition, and if I was ever on just a minute I'd be I'd have lost the buzzer there Um, as ever thanks to Badger and Dodo and thanks to um, Atmac Badger and Dodo make coffee Atmac fix and repair computers I don't know how good the coffee is at Atmac but they're definitely sharp and the prices don't leave you bitter Um, yeah I'll be back in the next two days um with an interview my first ever interview outside of Cork with a non-Cork person I just want to get that up before the election um, yeah look uh, enjoy a listen uh, please like and subscribe and stuff to this podcast as I always say uh, do all the things that the really successful podcasts ask you to do that'd be great uh, I just think I invented podcasts maybe podcasts about whiskey that you know eight year series before there's fruition uh like my career anyway uh look uh i'm ronan and over to me so here we are sitting in one of the many venues that quarter block party are using this um for this edition and across from me is the i always use the term uh, midfield general because i've seen him play five aside but also <laughs> in in the world of putting on festivals um there's job titles but that generally just means your priority. So given Sherlock, maybe cover the broad strokes of what it takes to, to run this year's quarter block party and then we'll mm-hmm. talk about the festival in general. Um,
1: yeah, Jesus, that's a good question. Um, well, so this year there's two of us involved, there's myself and Rory O'Donovan and Rory is, um, comes from a, a dance kind of theatre background and I would come from a more of a music background. So together we kind of combine our knowledge of both those worlds to bring other artists to Cork. And then beyond that, like in kind of the titles that we have, um, it's pretty vague, we're, we're both sort of in charge and we have chats every week about how to make this happen and we give each other jobs, but there's no there's no one of us kind of more in charge than the other. Um, so it's like a gritty cop drama is it <laughs> yeah the, yeah uh, it's a dumb cop dumb cop <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so it kind of starts i don't know maybe around like february march applying for grants and stuff like that and then around october november start to booking stuff up and then uh kind of uh january is the busy one get some more people involved and then we just kind of um become sort of managers of, of a team of people that get get involved just the month beforehand um, and it's always really good people that we're like, delighted to have on board and it's always changing because it's freelance so you've got different people around. Um, yeah, I don't know. I programme the music and Rory programmes the dance and theatre and then beyond that we just kind of are problem solving pretty much. And um, One thing, I've known Rory for a long time and,
0: and yourself and while you're both programmers you wouldn't be what I'd call passive programmers because you're out there in... At the cold face, you're actually playing yourselves or performing yourselves. Mm. So, how many of the acts—I'm not looking for an exact number, but just a, a vague tendency—do have you worked with? Like, have you, you know, been in a dressing room in Galway and going, mm. "Right, I definitely want to get you down."
1: Um, I can't speak for Rory. I would, I although I will. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine that with Rory, it works a lot more that way because um, we don't have a huge budget pretty much to be blunt about it so you're often trying to find out who might come over because they're interested in seeing ireland or they've never been to cork or they're you know they it's 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 easier to suss out kind of um who's more interested in doing their show you know some some people they they just they want 20 grand before they can come and do the show and that's their reality and other people's reality is um, they might be able to find a grant and stuff like that, so you kind of need a relationship mm. with them. And in that
0: scenario, if they might be able to find a grant, sometimes you'd, you'd be talking two years down the road. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And you're talking about probably um, applying, and most of the grants come from other countries, and they're you know travel grants from Norway or Iceland or the UK or something like that. So, so yeah, it's a long conversation, but one that has to be quite like friendly as well while you're at it. Uh, the music, I. I think when we started I probably had a lot more kind of, um, similarly like you're asking friends maybe to would you take 200 off the top and stuff like that you're trying to like fill an exciting bill and and so that happened at the start was really, we didn't know what we were doing and and just kind of bringing a lot of our friends to Cork I guess and maybe the odd one or two that we would just reach out to, um, I think like uh, Bridget Maypower was one that um, I was a big fan of and I just brought her down not knowing and was very excited and i think she's played a few times as the as the years go on you can't really do that as much and also you become a kind of a a feature of the year that artists know will happen so they're they kind of uh, a they expect that you run like every other festival which we try to and b um, they're already getting on to you kind of months in advance because they they're, they're planning out their year as well mm. so they kind of, uh, because we're in February, the, the whole point was to be at the start and to kind of kickstart the year and give people an opportunity to kind of like try things out that usually you have to wait till kind of festival season for
0: mm. Speaking of actual festival season because uh, a certain festival in Spain's listings got um, leaked on Twitter or maybe deliberately leaked mm-hmm. or whatever that's the fashion place, if anyone can hear those sirens in the background. <laughs> We're too cool for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of festivals, and I, I've my ego is affected by this because I'm usually the lowest font at the lowest line <laughs> and it looks like one of those optician charts. But, and I know it's a podcast, they talking about a poster. It's a very on-point thing to do. But your one, it's, it's a much more, I'm going to say democratic or whatever because obviously some of the acts are slightly more known than others. Mm. But everyone is equally listed. Uh, it yeah. might be a little bit off, but the fonts look quite s- yeah. similar. So is that a sort of um, uh, a top-down approach that you're you like, if everyone's playing? Like, like Another thing on the same point is I notice on your timetable, you don't kind of go um, X plus support. Oh, yeah. Every band, their stage time. Is, so it's not like mm. doors, nine o'clock, three bands.
1: You're like
0: yeah. 7.15. Is that consciously just trying to give everyone the same platform or...
1: Yeah, I, th- I, th- I um, like as a musician, I kind of program things or, um, what's the present them as the way that I think would be like, the fairest, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, there's things like some bands cost more, some bands have more people, so their accommodation is higher or their travel. So there's shows that are cost more to put on, and in the back of your head, you're like, I need to sell that, you know, more so but it's it's also um as a festival like we you know we get a small bit of money from the arts council and a small bit and that's to program music what do you call it is it like a last leader is that when you have like a well that's my entire career lost leading. <laughs> yeah, but it, um
0: yeah yeah, um, yeah well like last leader yeah i suppose in general groceries as you know you yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cheaper. probably
1: not the fairest way to talk about artists but but it's more
0: like investment you're, you're yeah. investing in audience totally. audience investment we we'll yeah, call yeah, it yeah. that yeah and yeah. to
1: make sure that like if you think someone really deserves um a good platform or a good stage then they're probably not going to make you that <laughs> amount of money back so you're kind of hoping that the bigger bands will kind of maybe pay to pay for the, the price mm. of the smaller bands, but the end game is that it all kind of levels out in a, in a nice way. Mm. Uh, it's also, I don't know, it's uh, in the back of my mind some sort of socialist ideal that I have about music that doesn't really work in music because it's just not always a Socialism industry. doesn't usually work anywhere. Y- yeah, that's but, true.
0: Um, but it, but it's, the other thing because, you know, I've, I also put on events and when if you look at just putting on one gig that loses money in in a vacuum that's a bad idea but like you've you've worked with people as as both called a block party and then other guys where then they do become bigger and five years later they come back and they're the bigger band and then they're cutting the 200 off and stuff because like um uh, okay full disclosure we worked together in the pavilion uh, I'm bad luck, really. If you hire me to work in your venue, you, you'll eventually close. But um, we've worked together and you've uh, presented music under, uh, you've, you've performed music under uh, several monikers, and you've presented uh, festivals and promoted individual shows. Mm-hmm. But so Quadra Block Party was, it was sort of an ensemble thing a few years ago, and it's mm-hmm. just, as things do, it's evolved to become a, a much tighter festival. Would that be a fair thing to say?
1: Um. Yeah, I guess like when we started it, we were quite young as well, like I was 24, so you're a bit more idealistic as well, mm-hmm. and I would say that idealistic comes with a bit of uh, a lack of knowledge, and then, uh, so I think things are just a little bit messier, but in a kind of beautiful uh, way as well, and I don't I don't think we knew exactly what the plan was, we had kind of vague ideas, some, some days we wanted to, you know, turn this into like a lecture picnic or something and other days that's not really what what you're going for but i guess without planning it's it, to me it's kind of like a, it's a diy festival in terms of there's a handful of other ones in mm-hmm. ireland there's lo- a lot more in the uk um and it's that came from sort of just the aesthetic of what we programmed you you, you can't expect to be like a super mainstream festival with like really left of center mm-hmm. artists on your bill and you or, or like kind of lots of naked, weird, eccentric dance program every year. So I guess, you know, to cut a long story short, you're not going to make a lot of money yeah. <laughs> doing that. Uh, no, no DIY kind of festival does, and I think there's another reason why you, put, why you make that happen then. And this is our sixth year, and at some stage we all had to sit down and ask ourselves, um, if could we have, could people afford to continue not making money? Like uh, most years, we we kind of lose a bit of money. Um, like it's constantly referred to, not just
0: this, but all the labor of love. Yeah
1: yeah. yeah, 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 And but sometimes you have to ask yourself if if you really do love it enough for it to be a labor of love. It was my mother who was said, uh, you know, no one's holding a gun to your head to do this, um, which was a good thing because it made me. I thought, okay, well. Um, i'll decide to stop when i want when i really want to stop so then you kind of have to ask yourself so i guess there was a couple more people involved at the start um it's it's really it is tough and maybe they'll come back at some other stage when they're when they're interested to in that kind of thing or whatever but um it has it has gotten tighter because there's less people it does mean there's less voices involved it means the conversations are not as long um and on top of that you get to know all the people you've worked with we've worked with the freaking crane for six years We've worked, you know, I've worked with Joan Edger on the keynote So the conversations with, with your partners across the city, same with like, uh, I wouldn't call them partners, but supporters like Cork Midsummer Festival and even even places like Cork City Council, uh, like we often do. Um, We've nothing this year, unfortunately, but what would you call them? The planning department, I guess. Yeah. In Cork City Council, uh, we often work with to do things like murals and uh, community art mm-hmm. kind of program. At, you just get to know each other and everything happens faster and you you trust them and they trust you and You build up
0: a, a pedigree or yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah But I suppose the, uh, episode one and we'll start talking with the actual programme for this year now in a minute but the, the reason it's called a, called a block Party is it was originally if I remember right was it just South Main Street or did it kind of pushed just to yeah, the was, and down wasn't it? Yeah, it
1: was kind of just it started kind of just North Main Street from like St. Peter's or whatever you call it St. Peter's they've a official yeah. name for it uh, all the way up to kind of uh, the Spalding phonic yeah um it actually started out of um an event that we ran in the Triscoll uh, um, myself and esther had a theater company called makeshift ensemble and um we which itself
0: grew out of the midsummer festival a midsummer festival so, yeah, yeah
1: about ten years ago I think uh so we were we were putting plays on and and finding ways to run programs like for producers and directors and stuff like that so one thing we came up with was like a day-long festival that would have music and theater and discussion and also kind of work in progress stuff and so that was great but we had we had a kind of a grant for that and when we applied again we thought well you can't apply twice with the same thing the main reason so we we thought what about a kind of a bigger festival maybe that that comes out of the triskel and might incorporate other venues um and so obviously the the word quarter, we thought like, well, what about this this kind of uh, what we had learned to, at the time to be called the historic quarter? It's got lots of different names now, that area, it's like the so old town. It's the original street of the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so the aim was to kind of reuse all that kind of area. And, yeah, for the first two or three years, we were really learning a lot about the street and a lot about the old businesses and residents that... Mm-hmm are there and there's lots of stories um, in in those kind of buildings or or the people that live there so, like some of the shops have been there for over like 80 years and three generations um, so that was great, that was really like heavily part of it, but as I was saying you kind of figure out what works and what doesn't and some venues don't have like a, a PA it's like, like a huge cost for a DIY kind of festival to start renting like five or six PAs but we just had to kind of narrow it down to places that already had stuff in there um, some parts of your year were try- based trying to convince people on the street who didn't really want to be involved to get involved and that conversation just kind of it went away after a while You're not, it, 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 there's only so much kind of convincing people to get involved so there's a lot of people on that street that still heavily support what we do but we just we just kind of stopped asking the ones who don't want to be involved in, and that's cool as well they've got their own kind of marches to be on
0: and actually, to carry on the point, this almost feels like I've prepared it, because now we will talk about this year, and it's it's spawned, or it's developed, I suppose, from that street, and it now crosses both both sides of the river, and yeah. it goes pure north side right to s- south side. So, let's start with mm-hmm. the trail, because yes. you, you, this is the first year with a, well, well, well to my eye anyway, with like a named uh, parallel trail to yeah. the... Um, the main the main program is the, the term I'm using, but so do you want to just talk us through because um, you have a, a sponsor for it this year as well, and it seems to be almost afternoon and evening and nighttime stuff. Without...
1: yeah, so the evening stuff is all kind of pay in the music trail in the afternoon is free, and that's like that's a really that's something that we always wanted to do. In fact, when we started the pla- the idea was like if we could make this a free festival for the weekend. That would be great because we, I think we run on like such a small budget that, that it is very doable to to bring people to Cork for free. I think would it would um, I think would be like a great uh, way to do things. Uh, we don't have it, so we kind of have uh, a lot of the shows at night are. Um, in the Firkin Crane, which would be our biggest support in terms of dance. They're the you know the home of dance in Ireland would be the Firkin Crane, um and then all the way down North Main Street and up to the Triscoll and then up to um, Collins on Douglas Street. Mm-hmm. There's something... Barrack
0: Street as well, isn't it? So a little bit of Barrick Street, yeah, show and stuff yeah. like that for
1: free. But there is something about those three streets, even though we've moved away from just moving North Main Street, there's like an intrinsic value system that I understand that runs from Barrick Street to Shandon Street. Um, maybe, you know, it's a probably a historic link, but there's something about the type of businesses there and... You you wouldn't see sort of a McDonald's or anything like on on those streets. They're all local businesses. Yeah, I think ind- independent independent yeah, local businesses.
0: Which is but but okay. So let, let's let's start. <clears throat> Throw some names at me. Who?
1: Uh, yeah. So uh, then. Who's playing? So then, what then I'll yeah. I'll start with the music show. So the music show will happen on uh, Saturday and Sunday afternoon. That's completely free. Uh, there's an artist. Rowan is the first person on. He's uh, playing plugged records. Um, there's a double bill, kind of in Osho which is on Bark Street which is a lady called Rachel Lavelle a kind of experimental pop stuff and uh, a band called Varro who are two... ruining
0: premiership football that's what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> took me a second yeah
1: um, the Varro are <laughs> they're uh, two girls who are um, not Irish but they're playing Irish traditional music okay so, and I really think they're going to have kind of a big year as well. They're doing very interesting stuff because they've kind of got a, a different take or an outsider's take on Irish trad. Um, there's a kind of a Galway, well, they're actually, half of them are from Cork. There's a band called Rodney playing in BDSM who are kind of like psychedelic rock stuff. And then uh, one of my, probably my favourite album of the last 10 years is Keane Nugent who is going to bring out another album next year. And I kind of, Figured out that he's doing a, a solo show the week before, so I just asked him if he would.
0: Would you say next year? You mean this year? Do you?
1: Uh, I'd say it'll be next year. Okay, he's so recording it now. Oh right, okay, yeah. So I think I don't know. He okay. said he says it'll be a long time before it comes out, but I noticed that he's doing a one-off show the week before, so I got on to him and asked him, "Would you come and just do a little acoustic session?" So Kean is playing in. Uh, oh, I forgot. I think he's going to be playing in kind of unconfirmed, but um, the cafe in the Triscoll. Okay. And then 6 o'clock is... So uh, is, that a, is that a scoop? I've never that's had a scoop, one of those before, yeah, you're yeah, on the yeah. scoop. But the scoop might be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Just waiting for confirmation. And then, uh, this is how it works. Two weeks before, you still don't know where most mm. things are. And then there's a, a lady called Kira Mary Alice Thompson. So her name is C-Matt. And she is... I think she's going to be a big deal as well. She um, started releasing music kind of on Instagram, like, last year. She does a song every Friday. And that's how I know her and so I asked her and so she's got an EP coming out soon but it'll probably be after the festival so that's kind of a good chance to get to see her as well I think I've heard her songs they're brilliant so she's playing also in BDSM at mm. 6 o'clock so that's the whole Saturday so acronym
0: central there so is it yes there's a couple of, <laughs> there's
1: a couple of them in there um, and then Sunday's a bit more experimental they're in, on um, Sunday morning at between like 1 and 3 there's uh, Jane DC, do you know? Jane? Oh yes, yeah, I remember. Um, so Jane would be a good friend of mine who I've who I've known was doing music for the last couple of years on her own, but she had no name for it and wasn't really ready to release stuff. So she just started playing gigs under the name Daisies, and it's really kind of out there experimental stuff.
0: So I, I'm sitting on a stool and not the nearby rocking chair, but I played. Was that something apples? Was that her?
1: Uh, Ruby apples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we yeah. played a gig together. Yeah. Maybe fifteen years yeah. ago. Wow. There maybe, we go. Yeah, I'm thirty. So tw- maybe tw- eleven, twelve years ago, yeah. I'd say. Wow. Um that was her kind of last musical project. It was very like cabaret stuff, but um since she's she does a lot of theatre, um uh, soundtracking and stuff like mm. that. So this is a very kind of out there experimental Hometown show? Sunday? Is this a recurring yes, returning first hometown Virginia. show, yeah. She's she lives in Dublin there. Um, and she's going to be playing uh, also a doubleheader with um, Mantua. Do you know yeah. them? Yes, Elaine Malone and Nev Dalton, kind of. Uh.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm next door neighbors to one of the people. Oh yeah, room. I don't want to give too much uh, <laughs> cause this is uh, like I, I'm, not, I'm not here just to air my dirty laundry, but I can see their dirty. No, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> because of course you don't hang out that you you wash it Not anymore. Not anymore. And, days. and you, not in this weather, but anyway, so <laughs> I
1: might edit that out. Um. Yeah. So they're playing as well, and the, they're both in um, plugged records on Sunday morning. That'll be kind of very experimental stuff. Uh, actually continuing the experimental there's a band called Shra Fodin have you seen those guys yet? not they're yet they're a huge ensemble um, playing sometimes like feels a bit traditional in, maybe in the instrumentation but it's way out there kind of experimental stuff so they're also playing an Osho, which I think is going to be really nice I've not seen any gigs in Osho before I just took a I took a chance and asked them if they'd do stuff so. um, well, they're,
0: they're good people I'm in the game I work in one of their other venues okay. off. Do, you, do you find that the newer venues, like Osho, is, i going to say, a year and a half, two mm-hmm. years, that they're more, like, because, like, it's this thing, like, uh, QBP, I call it, like, you actually do have a, you're not even the youngest festival in town anymore, you know, there are no. other ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, like, is it, is it you, or is it the name where people go, or is it the fact that, like, for instance, uh, the, the world's most famous whiskey is now <laughs> yeah. stepping in as well, is it just that you're. People are going, okay, we're in on that and that'll slowly yeah, I raise think, the festival.
1: I think also it's it's like February, so there's not much going on for people. It's it's a it's a low risk, which mm. is how I also sell it to people. I'm yeah. like there's not much you're gonna lose here. You're probably gonna have two hours of, of a busy afternoon. So that's a big selling point I think. Usually, you know, with James involved now we it's it's not gonna cost the bars anything. Yeah. So it's a huge it's a huge boost for us. It's like a, it's really good like it's a boost for us and the artists and the bars. And I think it's a big vote of confidence of what we've been doing over the last couple of years that, like, a kind of a major um, brand has gotten mm. involved. Um, but at, And
0: also, but on your terms. Like, yeah. As yeah, opposed yeah. to going, we want unnamed Dublin yeah, bands yeah, yeah, yeah. to headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, specific genre festival that they don't play something I, like I that. I just was like, would I let that happen? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Could nearly be worth it. <laughs> it depends how much money there is. Yeah, but that's speaking true. of money, then there's the the paid shows. Yes. And we are sat um, upstairs in uh, Kino, and there's a fair few here as well. And one thing I noticed, a lot of times when people run we'll say uh, low-risk DIY arts <laughs> festival um, the, a lot of names reappear, but ye. Have obviously some names reappear, anyway, mm. but not too many. But um, the bonk, I think. Well, I know he played in different guys, at, um, recently yeah. or in, in recent editions, but they're to me one of the more just horses for courses. But I find him/slash them really exciting and stuff, yeah. So me too, they're, yeah. Friday Night Headliner or Saturday? Friday think, Night yeah. Headliner. I think it's, it's their like first... Is it? Yeah.
1: Well, they'll be on at like half eleven. Mm. They're... When you get to my age, <laughs> you, just, you, you round up. You round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they... I think it's their first headline court gig. And obviously, Phil would have played with the Emperor twice at Court Black Friday, And I think he played with the Bank, maybe his first Cork gig uh, with did the Bank. Did he do something in, in Hanover with a yes, double... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what's a Yoffreda was on that bill and and some other people. Um, so yeah, I just kind of he seems to be really figuring the the bank figured out what it, what it definitely was over the last uh, I don't know eighteen months or something. And um, at the start was kind of like bringing out kind of you know you know when you started band you're like trying things out and that was cool. But I saw that they were kind of moved on to the next phase where they were sure what they're doing and they did that really great hunk with the bank. Um, in the Project Arts Centre with lots of like it was, it kind of had a sunra vibe off it. It about 30, maybe like 15 people playing on it. So, yeah, so I asked Phil because I thought it's about time maybe that they had their own. I saw them support the Altered Hours and stuff. Um, they were kind of like
0: because he's no the, the, the GDPR here, but he's not even based here anymore. So he's, he's up Dublin, isn't he's in he? Dublin, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, yeah, so
0: it's not like that he's just. Turning up with yeah, exactly. A taxi and a few things. Half like, his band are probably from
1: court yeah. I would say. Um, I was just—I thought it'd be an exciting thing to do—a kind of big show for them because, um, you know, you see them as a support band and everyone comes away talking about them. So it's again low risk to think. I think a lot of people would like to see a big show of theirs, um, and then it gives it also that being sort of the lead, the headliner it gives me a chance to bring Miles Manley back, who's played, I think almost every quarter block party um, so he's kind of like a tradition it's like a tradition to book him now uh, the one year we didn't book him he emailed me to say if you don't book me next year I'm going to book my own venue that weekend <laughs> and I'm going to pretend that I'm playing <laughs> the festival so I took that as a threat I'm trying to remember this song,
0: Pay Me What I'm Worth. Is pay it? Me What yeah. I'm Worth, yeah. Do you pay what he's worth? Uh, yes. I,
1: most definitely not. No. I think he really well, is worth no it. No one has
0: ever paid what they think they're worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: That's the problem with self-assessment. Um, but
0: it's, we'll, we'll talk just about the other uh, headliners, I suppose, because we're at the 25-ish okay. Um, mark. Okay.
1: Well, okay, so the other ones that I would say, Post Punk Podge and The Techno Hippies are... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that was
0: Miles Manley's agent stepping yeah, into the, yeah, yeah. the
1: room. Post Punk pads and the Techno Hippies are really just gathering mm. a lot of attention and have played a couple of shows that are kind of, I would call, is it, oh? uh, putting them on the Monolith Festival yeah. is a chance to give them like a bigger show, I think. I just re- what night? That's Saturday night, is it? Saturday night, yeah. The
0: night of the election results coming in. He's yes. going to have something yeah, to say yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: well. It's going to be, I really think that we, you know, it's a great <laughs> Sunday as well. It's a, I was devastated when I found out to call the election but it could be a good session on the Sunday if, um, I mean, there's probably no good results but uh, voting Fine Gael out would be a great result for me. There we go. <laughs> um, there, well, that's
0: what you could do is, uh, while he's playing, you could uh, use the projector here and just be showing the live results. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go.
1: Uh, side note, I once put on a charity gig and, the, and it was really not good. No one kind of showed up and I had a gadget on the cloud playing um, and the engineer uh, definitely doesn't uh, really like electronics. He wanted kind of instruments and stuff. So he was already grumpy, and I bet you know exactly who it is. Uh, already grumpy that he had to do a laptop thing, and then the laptop broke, so all she could do was play off her sampler. And uh, I did the local election results... Yes. Over her playing, kind of you know, Fiona coming in. <laughs> uh, it was a great night. Great night. Um, yeah. So and then Acid Granny. I don't know if any. there's probably a way out there one. Uh, Acid Granny. I saw doing like this viral video a couple of uh, maybe two year a year and a half ago of them coming home from a session with a big trolley full of kind of kids instruments and stuff. Mm. And I thought it was gas. And then I found out that they released the song in this video as a on Spotify. And then I found out that my friend's in the band, and it's like a band It could be two people, it could be 12 people, and the trolley comes with them on stage. And I was like, I have to have that. I, d- I don't know what even it is. Jar Jar Jr. is on that gig as well, probably one of the best producers in Ireland right now. And then the other two shows, uh, Gida daughter was like a pretty big coup for me, I think. Um, Gida's the lead singer with Moom up until... Well, I, they still kind of do stuff every so often. Moom are like an experimental Icelandic pop group. You don't
0: um, have to say experimental for everything. Nec- no, experimental <laughs> if the next word is Icelandic. <laughs> yeah, 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 We know it's experimental. I also <laughs> feel
1: like now I don't have to put Icelandic uh, experimental in front of anything because a yeah. quarter block party. Uh, <laughs> Very, just non experimental. Yeah, 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 I'll yeah, tell yeah, you yeah. when it's not weird. <laughs> um, and that's kind of the opening concert as well. So Gide will be playing um, cello and singing, and like Shazad Ismaili is playing drums. He's one of the best drummers, uh, uh, experimental mm-hmm. <laughs> drummers in the world, I think. And so that's going to be a great show as well. And there's one other that I would call... Um, I mean, John Francis Flynn, and uh, there's a man called Onte uh, Vella from Fermanagh. John's, I think I would think it's fair to say, John's probably the next kind of up-and-coming folk, you know, following in mm. the Lisa O'Neill, Lancôme... That's uh, Collins, isn't That's it? Collins yeah. on the Friday night, yeah. So that's going to be a really good show. But then, like, it's hard to call Highline Like, God alone have such a big following mm. in Cork. They were just on Kerrang magazine... Uh, Kian works here in the Kino. It, it just made sense. I was like Kiany. I, yeah. I've, we've never. I've never booked like metal or I don't know what you even call it. Post metal. So that was kind of cool for me. I thought it was like being cool and branching out a bit. It's less experimental. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's loads of just really good. stuff who's your man? Speaking of O Emperor, that's um, Paul Savage. Is it's his first solo gig? Lead singer from O Emperor. And uh, yeah, I had I was recording with Brendan who. Uh, is also in a whimper and Brendan said ah oh, do you want to hear some Paul's solo stuff and so I went home and I text Paul and said I actually did this with a whimper I, I found out that a whimper two years ago had an album that wasn't ever going to get released and Brendan showed me some demos that he thought ah oh, it'd be cool if something ever happened so I texted him when I got home and I said do you want to do a headline wi- uh, a whimper gig a quarter block party and I'm saying I'm putting on the record if they hadn't done that gig, that album might not have come out, and they might not have won the choice prize. No. You're welcome, <laughs> <to> guys. <laughs> um,
0: so, and you also have a, a
1: podcast, don't you, do
0: you have that on um, yes. Irish History? So
1: we only announced that yesterday, Irish History Podcast, which is my, 100% my favourite podcast now, I didn't even oh, know that. Other than the one you're on? The right one now. I'm on right now. Yeah. Uh, my favourite history podcast, sorry. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, really excited about that. Uh, a couple of them, The Point of Everything, uh, always kind of does a few, a few interviews. And um, Rebel Matters, hosted by Anla... Well, I don't know, Anla, I kind of pronounce Anla's second the name. Thing. I, I, um, it's embarrassing. can't he, even say my own language. His
0: name is almost like uh, a BMX ramp, <laughs> where oh, everyone's fine on the run-up, and then panic halfway <laughs> up. Uh,
1: yeah, so there'll be a couple of... Um, podcast and then of course I'll just touch on the stuff I don't really know much about, but we have a good um i don't know what you call it live we call it live art because it's a mixture of dance and theater and then it's also a bit sometimes it's it's a mixture of those things and sometimes it's it's neither of those but you call it dance so we have a a really oh this show called burn time which is also kind of not the opening concert but the opening performance and burn time is gonna be in the t d c and and uh it's Uerba and he has all these threads hanging from the, the kind of ceiling and they all burn up very slowly and it becomes a, a sort of an installation but it's also a, a theatrical piece. So that's really exciting to bring mm-hmm. that over. Uh, it's kind of a little bit, some of the shows this year are a bit like, uh, we, not like we don't deserve them, but it's it's a really good theatre well, programme. That's,
0: you know, this and me just massaging your ego, but that's that's a festival ri- rising. Like yeah, yeah. One of the I festivals so. I'm involved in, Indy Cork, it's the same thing that's been happening yeah. where, where suddenly, like, we're on other people's radar, yes, and yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. So let's talk money. Uh, <laughs> most of them are free. Yeah, there's one um, blanket ticket available.
1: Yes, um, so there's so there's what we call a bundle pass, which is for three shows. Most of the, all of the theatre and dance is fifteen euro, and then most of the gigs are between ten and fifteen euro. So a bundle pass is thirty euro, and it gets you into three gigs. So it's kind of like getting a two for one, two for oneer. Um, we have a live art pass, which is sixty euro and that gets you into all I think it's seven theatre and dance shows. So you're saving about forty or fifty euro there. And um and then we have a, a very limited amount of full festival passes, which are a hundred euro. Um they're so limited because um it's very hard to let people just wander around yeah. when there's such small uh you know, for T D C or for Collins, like if if all ten people show up then it's like, oh we can't let ten people into the gig or something like that. So we have a very limited amount of those tickets. Um, in a way, they're kind of uh, they're kind of like for big supporters of the festival who definitely want to go see stuff, but kind of maybe can afford to support us in that way. Um, li- the idea is a little bit rad from other festivals yeah, that we've I, seen. Yeah, but no, um, no one's. In, in, yeah, I
0: don't think anyone can claim they invented that idea. No, that exactly. Um,
1: you know? So yeah, I think I think we're we're like we always try to be kind of. Affordable, maybe because when we started, we were twenty-four, so we thought there's no way right. anyone's going to afford this. But I guess, um, yeah, it's kind of in our plans to make sure that everyone can kind of go see something. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: like, like if if you're not serving an audience, it is just yeah, you're exactly. putting on stuff to show off. And yeah, you use the word affordable for the word accessible because yeah. you know, there's different people who with those hundred euro tickets, they there, that's the difference with the two hundred quid you lose on the A hundred percent. Yeah. So look. Uh, 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 quarterblackparty.com
1: quarterblackpartycork.com excuse
0: me there we go and uh, Facebook for last minute announcement gigs yes
1: and there could be a few yeah there'll be a few things added between here and there Um, just added a lovely event in uh, speaking of Anla in his gym Ackley gym on uh, by St. Finburgh's Cathedral we're going to do a, On Loan More, which is an event he does every so often where people bring their own food and there's a bit of storytelling and we'll have some music at that as well.
0: Mm. And is that the day of the election or the next day?
1: That is the day after. It's the Sunday so of the morning. So
0: so there might be a burning of an effigy. Who knows? Let's <laughs> will yeah. get involved with that. But look, uh, Caelan, thanks very much for your time. And uh, I, I'd encourage everyone who's listening to at least at least go and to the website and click a few links and yes. see what they're... It's an experimental website as well. It's I know. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, look, thanks very much, and uh, see you soon. Thank you very much. Yeah.